0: Hey, you're about to listen to a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode, which is a lot of fun, but if you want to hear Murdoch and I talk about our top five drinking songs, try to figure out, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, the best rock and roll songs about booze, well, you are going to have to join our Patreon. It's easy, and it's not a lot of money. It's just just five bucks would get you in. 10 will get you even another bonus episode later this month. Uh, but yeah, just five bucks. Patreon.com slash rock and roll bedtime stories. Plus you get everything else that's already up there, including our weekly newsletter and uh, uh, several more bonus episodes, including our top five love songs, a playlist about what was that playlist about? Um, oh yeah. Baselines. There's a lot, there's a lot to enjoy. So if you can afford it and if you enjoy the show and you want to support it and You can put up with us talking and running our mouths for another half an hour. Yeah, you can get that St. Patrick's Day bonus episode that's for Patreon only when you join the Patreon at patreon.com slash rock and roll bedtime stories. It's a rock and roll bedtime stories bonus episode. My name is Brian.
1: And hey, I am Murdoch. I'm excited to bonus episode because bonus episode means we're going to have Lister mail.
0: Uh, yeah, so you write the show at WeAreTheStoryGuys at gmail.com, and we read them. This one's from Jeff. I was listening to the Billy Squire episode the other day, and then he puts in parentheses, my awesome stepdad introduced me. Do you think he means his stepdad told him about our podcast or about Billy Squire, or both?
1: I think, it, I, I think it's the podcast, and that he discovered <laughs> Billy too. Squire. Yeah, because... If he was like, his stepdad was like, I think you need to listen to this song called The Stroke. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, that well, was.
0: He doesn't give a time period. This could have happened many, many moons ago.
1: Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah. But Jeff, thanks for, for listening. Did, did he have anything else in his letter?
0: Well, yeah, he said that he was really concerned that we didn't talk about the Children of the Sun album, which I was confused by when I read that because I was like, did I miss I a Billy Squire record? and then he said that he realized he was thinking of billy thorpe do you know who that is no no idea yeah so i didn't either uh i had to look him up billy thorpe is australian and he he did this music mostly in the 60s and 70s but he he oh, briefly before. was yeah briefly was known as like the loudest rock band in australia <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, considering who came after him, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, right? I mean, that feels like it was a briefly held title, <laughs> but yeah. uh, good to know, good to know. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll dive a little more into Billy Thorpe. I appreciate uh, him being put on our radar, because anybody known for being loud and ridiculous, I'm into. Uh, okay, let's see what else we have in the mailbag here. This one's from Brad. Uh first of all, let me say I absolutely love the pod. Heard them all, never miss an episode. I'm uh, about I that's a commitment, dude, cuz we're up to like I like 130 something regular episodes and then a bunch of bonus episodes. So shouts yeah. to you, man. You've, you've Thanks, Brad. I know. You have probably listened to me talk more than most people who love me. So good for you.
1: Uh Yeah, that feels warm and cozy, Brian. <laughs> It does. It feels like there's a love sandwich of in the podcasting.
0: Speaking of the love sandwich, it's coming at you specifically. Uh, being about 10 years of uh, Murdoch senior and raised on rock and roll by my hippie relatives, I have an obsessive love of music history, trivia, rumor, and innuendo. I thought I was the only one who people would avoid talking music with because I would just geek out and fill them with copious amounts of music trivia and then an hour later force them to make a polite exit with far too much information. Thanks to you two, I now feel validated.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so nice, Brett. Thanks so much. We found our people.
0: We found our people, man.
1: Yeah, I mean... It is. It's like, you know, it, it's really weird when like a, a relative or something goes like he knows a whole bunch about music, which to me sounds like he's a completely a career failure. Like this is what he knows a whole bunch of stuff about a whole bunch of things that doesn't make him any money. Oh my god! But, but you know, it's like it was my escape and my my thing. So so, Brad, I so thanks so much for listening and and saying those kind things. It's it's nice to have a kindred spirit. This one's from Andy. Uh,
0: I wanted to send a quick thank you for looking into my question. Oh, Andy from the question uh, about Ozzy in episode one thirty six, Ozzy versus the songwriting. Oh yeah, he, he said this was a great episode, and I had to listen to it twice to get all the details straight. <laughs> I had oh, to read man. it about seven times before we presented it. So, I hear you. Uh, I it, it, and here, this is this. I I like to take credit for the production of this podcast because I do a lot of the the actual production take, part take, of it. Take take the credit, but I mean, but listen, the credit. Listen, you are getting credit for this. I will be honest about this. This is what. Andy says next I loved that about Halfway through the episode you played Over the mountain I Thought it was going to be a few seconds of the song And then on to a commercial for Athletic Greens or something but No (laughs) I got two Full minutes of OTM And this song still gives my auditory Cortex a huge boner
1: yeah what a great way of putting it man it's well, like it's like the first time you hear it like you know it's like someone's probably told you like for me it was like oh that's Ozzy guy yeah he ate a bat one time in front of a whole right, bunch of people right really what and then you hear over the mountain it's like oh that's some well that's just a masterwork of like kind of creepy metal it's funny
0: that he points this out because this was maybe the only explicit production instruction you have given me in 50 episodes you we <laughs> literally you were like you have right. to play over the mountain at least two minutes of it in the middle of it and i was like this is not how we do business and you were like i don't care i don't insist on anything brian you have to do this and then we get letters about it so hats off to you
1: Maybe we'll do some more two-minute metal breaks in the middle of our shows. I I just wanted to be like I, I thought it'd be really funny to emulate where other people it's like the the talking's happening and then their 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 voices cut out and like go down and then there's like whatever music playing it's yeah. like yeah. Why wouldn't you want to listen to Ozzy instead of like us? Just dis- what whatever kind of crap they have to buy for non royalty music or whatever. So
0: part part of what's so fun about all of this is that hearing our stories inspires other people to tell stories, right? I mean, this is how Murdoch and I work. I tell a story about a song, and he's like, "Oh my god, that song reminds me of this," or that reminds me of this other story about another song. And so Andy has another story that he had to tell us about Over the Mountain. But I really love this because as much as he relates to you and your production choices, he relates to me and my upbringing. Listen to this. A year or so after I heard Over the Mountain in my neighbor's house, I asked for an Ozzy Osbourne album for Christmas. I didn't even know the name of an Ozzy album. The ask on my list was Ozzy album. Under the Christmas tree that year were, one, a boombox, which would become my constant companion for the next several years, and two, Speak for the Devil by Ozzy. Yeah. That record. I had no idea that was not a typical record. I had never heard yeah. of Black Sabbath. I had no idea that these were Sabbath songs. Oh, Speak of the Devil. So this is the the live thing, weird thing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We we had a similar experience. This is like amazing.
0: Okay. Tell me. Same thing happened to oh. you. You got it and you just like didn't know what it was?
1: Yeah, I got them out of order. I got uh, Speak of the yeah, Devil. Because it was like the gross weird picture on it and I didn't know and then I that's how I pieced together what Black Sabbath was and then I went backwards and I I got the records the other Aussie records backwards in order too
0: so he says I listened listened and listened only as a budding rock fan does this was very weird in retrospect and this is where he speaks to me my parents were conservative and we went to church and everything but yes I somehow got Speak of the Devil for Christmas of
1: 82 from my parents and I was 9 years old <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to know somebody else that had some a weird upbringing like that. So that's amazing. um, Yeah, yeah. When mom takes you to the mall to buy two live crews, like first records, like (laughs)
0: um, I saw your I saw your sweet mom recently, and that's all I could think of was I was like, I want I want to go to a record store with her right now. That's what I want to do,
1: and be like, Can I have this? Yeah. Her favorite artist was Paul Anka, or st- still is, I guess. But um. like, listen, Booty Shaker. What do you think?
0: Can I can I get this? Uh, okay, so this next uh, letter is from Dan, and he says, "I just listened to the retold Leonard Skinner story in Memory of Gary Rossington. That was just last week. Thank yeah. you for listening to that. Near the end of the show, you were asking what other famous rock and roll plane crashes there have been. Otis Redding was mentioned, but one that was not mentioned." was the helicopter crash that killed Stevie Ray Vaughan in Southern Wisconsin after the Alpine Valley Music Theater Show,
1: 1990. Uh, We just were talking about off mic last week.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, Dan, totally, we have not done an episode about SRV. I was looking... At an SRV story. We someone wrote us, actually, Superfan Ashley wrote us and about potentially doing an SRV episode with about the fact that he was in Bowie's band. Did you know this?
1: Yeah, dude. Let's Dance. Yeah. China Girl. Yeah. yeah. That's so... That's, yeah, Nile Rodgers. And he gets in a fight. Way.
0: He gets in a fight. Like he, There's like several things. Anyway, this might have to be another episode. We've done a lot of Bowie recently, so we have to spread it out. But we, we, anyway, so Stevie Ray Vaughan had been on my brain, but I also realized that we did talk a little bit about this crash specifically. And you weren't in this episode. Uh, this was when Phil Medley uh, filled in for you. I don't know. I think right. it's episode 88. So it was like over a year ago. Uh, But it's the Clapton versus tragedy episode where we talked specifically about all of the tragedy that Clapton was first party to uh, the death of his son, uh, several things. And then one of them was the death of Stevie Ray Vaughan because he was on that show with Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble at the Alpine Valley Music Center.
1: Yeah, which is totally bonkers. Um, And, you know, I'm curious about having a stevie Ray Vaughan episode because we can talk about putting cocaine in your coffee which is something i've never thought about doing <laughs> but he did at one point this um, coffee's not quite doing it for me you know what would help cocaine just i just need some blow in the coffee in my la can i get some blow in my latte i can't imagine that's how he would say anything but <laughs> i i did i did get to see him oh you did at, you've seen yeah. you saw SRV yeah I did and it was it wasn't it wasn't like him as a headliner like he was on a bill with other people and I was really young and and I remember thinking you know oh my god like who who who's this guy that can play the Hendrix song at the end like what what am I watching and the how? if the houses are rocking don't bother knocking that I remember that what year was this I think it was 86 four or five. Holy cow, dudes. You were like 11. Yeah. Damn. It was, it was the volunteer jam with Charlie Daniels band, oh. but I, but I, so, but I can't remember which year it was. I was really, and we used
0: to work Charlie Daniels shows back in the day, man, me and you, how many Charlie oh, Daniels right. show did we work together? I, I, um, I worked, I feels like a hundred Charlie Daniels shows. I think it was like three, but at least one of them was with you, right?
1: Yeah. We worked one together um, and by the way, Charlie Daniels' band played at the music festival or the event in my hometown in Lewisburg, Tennessee, where the which goats were the, fainting. Which is goats music and more. Which <laughs> would make more money and have more people coming to it if it was called the Fainting Goat Festival. Like, just do the thing, man. <laughs> like, why not? Le- if it, you know, if it, if whatever it bleeds, if it bleeds, it leads, it le- baby. If it faints. Yes.
0: You put it on the front page. I, mean, <laughs> I can't think of anything to rhyme that wouldn't just be gross or weird. Yeah. Uh, so what I love about the letters, too, that you send us is sometimes they're nice and long uh, with personal anecdotes, and then sometimes there's almost no words. Like the one we got from David, who did let us know he's from Augusta, Georgia, and the subject line of the email is rock and wrestling, which is definitely a reference to our recent episode on rock and wrestling. Uh, yes. And then inside the email... He just wrote chris jericho exclamation point
1: yeah holy shit jeez man there's a there's an episode the uh I guess it's vice that had oh it's the dark side of wrestling that's what it is, and oh my gosh
0: well, so he was on Marin recently too, like yeah. sometimes I fall asleep listening to Marin. He's like my happy place. And I woke up and I was like, who is talking to Marin right now?
1: And it was Chris yeah. Jericho. Yeah. So um, when I first heard him like doing this, I was freaking stunned. Like I couldn't. Like, vo- I was like, it's great. I like Stone Cold, too. I mean, I'm Stone just Cold saying. plays music. No, no, he talks. He has a podcast. Oh, oh, god! Gotcha, every, gotcha. Everyone has every everyone, everyone has, has a podcast. podcast. Thank yeah. you for listening to ours. Uh, okay, yeah. well, you want to do one more? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm good for however many we can. We want to squeeze in here.
0: This is from Chad, and Chad says, "Hey guys, I'm Chad. What's up, Chad?
1: I recently hey, Chad. stumbled upon
0: your podcast simply because I saw something that said Billy Squire in music video." My friends and I have for years felt like it was a well-known fact that that video killed his career. So this got me hooked. I immediately messaged my friend Matt, and we have been catching up on the show since then and talking about the great stories you tell. I was hoping that you could tell us a little something about what this thing that used to fascinate me as a kid. I am 52 years old, and when I was a kid, I had a 45 of this song. Maybe it was a song... And it was called Mr. Jaws. Do you know about this song?
1: No. So he
0: he sent us the song.
1: Oh, okay. I was like going to try to see if I could snag it somewhere. No. So are,
0: are you ready to hear this song?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm ready.
0: Okay. Let me pull this up here. So he says he listened to this all the time as a kid. And... He didn't quite understand what it was. He just knew he thought it was freaking hilarious. Yeah. And so he wants to know a little bit more about what this is. We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl
1: swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How
0: sweet
1: it is. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? I it I it With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? do
0: Driving is oceanographer Matt So Hooper. you get the idea, right? So it's it it, it Dicky Goodman is the guy's name, right? Yeah. And yeah. Do, do you do you remember this like period where where this would this sort of stuff would would be popular?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a guy named uh, Alan Sherman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: A con a contemporary of his. Right, so we and, talked and, and about well, this a well, was, little bit on the show before. Hel- Hello, mother. Hello, father. Right, right? he did right. that. Uh huh. And then junk food junkie, whoever sang. Yeah, sang that you're right. So there's this yeah.
0: whole string of these, right? And so a couple of references to other episodes of the show. Episode eighty is the episode about parody and we talk about yeah, Alan Sherman right. specifically, and we talk about a bunch of these guys. We don't talk about Dickie Goodman, but we do talk about very similar stuff. So that's a good one to check out. You get sort of get the history of this. But the other thing that's interesting about him is he's actually considered sort of a forerunner forefather of of sampling, Be, because that technique that mm. he does there where they drop in that... Thing from another song, like where, yeah, how good you know, what did the people taste like? How sweet it is, uh, yeah, and that's that's the break in, which is like this early precursor to sampling. You take a a clip of a popular record and you answer the comedic question that's asked, right? I remember hearing these as a kid. Uh, this guy, Richard Dorian Goodman, Dickie Goodman, uh, he gets popular the first time in, in 56. He makes this record called The Flying Saucer Parts 1 and 2. He writes it with his partner, Bill Buchanan, and it's a four-minute rewrite of War of the Worlds, like the radio show, the Orson Welles radio
1: show. Wow. Okay. And, and
0: here's the thing. He really makes it because, he, <laughs> like many folks who will come after him, uh, he finds himself in a lawsuit for copyright infringement. Uh, and the court eventually will rule that his sampled mix was, was parody and thus considered an entirely new work. So this all relates back to another episode of the show. If you want to go even farther back... uh, I I really am proud of the episode we did about the Beastie Boys, the Beastie Boys and sampling. Remember that?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: That's all the way back in episode 34, so more than 100 episodes of this show ago. But we talk a lot about the history of sampling, and Dickie Goodman is a part of that. So there you go. Thank you, uh, first of all, Chad and his friend yeah. Matt for uh, for for writing the show, for getting into the show, for for checking out the show. I hope you enjoy those episodes. Keep writing the show, and if you want to write the show too, it's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. And what should people keep doing? Until next
1: time, keep writing letters and keep telling stories.